So I titled this talk, Instructions for Practicing in Darkness. And at least in the Pacific Northwest, we've had some sun these past couple of days. Um, but that's not the only darkness that I'm referring to. So I um, was looking at one of my favorite fascicles by Dogen Zenji called Being Time. And the opening lines of this fascicle say, for the time being, stand on top of the highest peak. For the time being, proceed along the bottom of the deepest ocean. In these two short lines, and it goes on, but I just want to stick with those two short lines. In these two short lines, Dogen Zenji reminds us of an important fundamental truth about the nature of reality. Life is what it is, as it is. Dogen Zenji says later in this fascicle, and this has been one of my favorite lines of Dharma since I heard it, the way the self arrays itself is the shape of the entire world. The way the self arrays itself is the shape of the entire world. And that it, that it in life is what it is as it is, that it in itself is constantly fluxing, expressing, evolving, changing, and that it is the constancy of being, the constancy of now, simultaneously, fluxing, changing, and changeless. So returning to the first two lines, for the time being, stand on top of the highest peak. For the time being, traverse along the bottom of the deepest ocean. We have moments in our lives that we consider highs. Peak experiences, moments of great clarity, insight, achievement, success, delight, harmony, peace. And these can happen on many levels, on that deep personal spiritual level that no one else knows it's happening. Um, it can happen on an emotional level. It can happen in relationship. It can happen triggered perhaps by events in the world. And of course, since nothing is separate, our spiritual experiences, our deep emotional experiences and openings often do have a correlate, a correlate in the world. And if there are peaks that we can stand on, so too there are valleys. And there are valleys inside of oceans. So we tend to associate the highs of life with brightness, awakening, enlightenment. Things seem well, just clear 
apparent, perhaps obvious, the next steps so clear. There is confidence, a sense of vision, often an optimistic feeling about whatever comes next in the midst of these peak experiences, in the midst of standing on top of the highest mountain. And then there is the darkness. Darkness is associated with the lows, the underworld, the bottom of the deepest ocean. Also associated with depression, sadness, fear, isolation, not knowing what we're doing or why, the unknown. And we have a tendency to cast all that we don't know or don't understand into the darkness and then react to that darkness with fear, fear of that dark unknown. And this isn't a modern phenomena. There is something deeply instinctual in feeling trepidation around the dark. I have practiced solo retreat and isolation in nature and have guided people in this practice. And many report that at the advent of dusk, a heightened alertness arises, a sense that the same area that we were freely walking in, meditating in, playing in during the day is now unsafe, full of predators, wild animals, ghosts. Fear of death feels palpable as the mind generates gruesome ways in which one could meet their end. I have a Dharma brother and sister who are currently um, on pilgrimage in Mexico, Shanae and Soten, who many of you know, and they've spoken to this as they're camping in unfamiliar places. Um, that their minds have to become or tend to become acutely aware as the night dawns. And there's a tendency towards being deeply quiet and still and alert so that no one will find them. And if someone does, they're ready to move. This um, phenomena of the darkness also during the pandemic is um, something that I think many people who lived alone, at least many people I talked to who lived alone reported something similar, a feeling of being very engaged during the day. And then when night rolled in, there would be an intention to practice or to do something wholesome that was often thwarted by a deep restlessness that was channeled into watching movies, eating, using social media or getting absorbed in TV, as if the feelings of the night were too difficult to bear on one's own. In lunar cultures before uh, 2000 years ago, um, the time of the new moon became a time of sacrifice, appeasing the goddess of the moon so that the light and life would be restored every month. Young, um, Carl Jung reports in his journal of a visit to Africa when he was in his 50s and he was in the bush outside of Nairobi and he said the people he was living with were the most optimistic people he had ever encountered during the day but as night set in they began performing rituals to ward off 
the evil spirits and there was a sense of anxiety and restlessness in their um, palpable in their presentation so I wanted to draw on a vast array of human experience and perhaps you have some of your own personal experiences in reflecting on just this experience of of the dark however you you know wrestle with it however you experience it and, and I was talking in a lot of these examples of the literal darkening of the earth and being you know vulnerable to the dark but I wanted to um, you know draw on a lot of different examples both modern and um, pre-modern to reveal that perhaps this relationship with the dark comes from a deep human human or deep patterning within the human mind and perhaps even the animal mind this kind of instinctual patterning in our psyche in relationship to the dark in Zen practice as we know both the light and dark are celebrated for like all polarities without one you cannot have the other the dark gives us a reference point to recognize the light and vice versa they need each other consider a day the dark of night has different work than the light of day you could even say that we are different in the daylight hours than the nighttime hours. In the dark, we often eventually give in to sleep, allowing our consciousness to darken as unconsciousness arises in our nighttime dreams. And every night we surrender that sense of control that we have over the matters of our lives and give in to the creative play of our imagination. We give in to a kind of death, a death to our daylit lives of structure, of responsibility, of roles. We give in to a death to our careers temporarily, our relationships, our possessions, this whole world that we conceive of during the day is surrendered as we fall asleep at night and we enter something completely unknown an unknown world you could say that this is the practice of zazen as well and taking a step back from all that we identify with and entering the great unknown the unknown of mind itself befriending the dark befriending the unknown the cycles of death and rebirth, of understanding and forgetting, of entrustment and surrender. There is a koan in the miscellaneous koans of our lineage that when I was working on with Chosen Roshi, she looked at me with a fierce confidence and said, this is the heart of Zen practice don't ever forget it in your own practice and don't ever forget it in your teaching this made a pretty potent impact on me and i reflect on it a lot and of course from that time on this line hasn't left me whereas you know other koans kind of can slip through and i can forget about them 
And the koan is, where does the candlelight go when it is extinguished? That's the first line. And the second line is, darkness is the home from which it comes. Darkness is the home from which it comes. I chose to invoke darkness for this talk because we're in the middle of winter. And in the Pacific Northwest, especially this past week, it's been particularly dark with rain, 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 clouds. Although these two past days have had some refreshing sunlight. But also as we uh, celebrated the new year a little over a week ago, which often has brings with it a sense of newness, possibility, optimism. I've been just receiving lots of emails and on my walk seeing posters that are recommending New Year's resolutions that we all take up. And that that's, you know, something in our culture with the new year is this this feeling of just optimism and possibility and starting anew and and bringing, bringing our dreams and clarifying our, our insight and, and you know, bringing something into manifestation, a new way of being. Yet, simultaneously with this newness, the dawning of another year is happening in the midst of another COVID surge and ecological disasters that are happening across the continent. We're waking up, we're starting anew into, in uncertainty. This is the darkness of Zen, uncertainty. So perhaps Chosen's advice with this koan, darkness is the home from which it comes, we come, can be said this way, Zen is a practice of befriending uncertainty, knowing that home in the unknown, in the mystery. Chosen Roshi also said to me once, early early on in my um, practice, when I was really starting to grapple with like the radical nature of impermanence, like there's a way in which the teaching of impermanence is like, yeah, things change. But there was a feeling sense at some point in my practice of like, whoa, things are, are constantly changing. Like when I pay attention to the sensations arising in the body, I can't pin them down. When I pay attention to uh, the sensations of the breath or sound very deeply, it's just, it's just happening so quickly. It, it, it can't even really even say it arises. Feel the moment arises, it's disappearing. And that was very unsettling. Like, what can I trust? You know, that that often comes up for people. I remember it coming up for me. And now as I'm teaching, I see that come up for other people too. There's just this, it can really propel us into a deep existential question, existential reality. And she looked at me and she kind of laughed and she was like, well, in Zen, we make our home in impermanence. And she just kind of like giggled, <laughs> which is different than the, the darkness is the home from which we come attitude. 
the groundless ground of being. It's like a gentle initiation into, yep, this is the way things are, and still we continue. What is it like to befriend the dark, the uncertain, the changing, the impermanent, the fluxing, changing reality of this life? the never quite crystallizing nature of being. What does it mean to befriend this mystery that we are? And two, the, the darkness is emptiness. And emptiness, and another quote from Chosen, emptiness, she used to say, is pure potential energy. I've always liked that definition because it's closer to truth. Uh, the word emptiness has a certain connotation, I think, in our culture, but emptiness as pure potential energy, not yet formed into anything. So pure possibility exists within those touches of emptiness. Energy that does not belong to any of us as individuals, as an egoic self. But when we empty out our minds, our hearts, of those self-centered thoughts or just the busyness storylines of daily life, when we let that go, like we do in Zazen, but you know, throughout the day when we're just able to let that go for a moment, that pure potential energy is what is moving through us, is allowed to move through us. And that's where creativity comes from and compassion and everything. <laughs> so this energy can flow through us and we take the form of original mind. We find ourselves back in the bosom of the universe into the singularity that we once were and are never apart from. That's why Zazen is so nourishing. So we come back to our original ground that we're never separate from, but we can get confused and get identified with you know, what's going on, the habits of mind, the particulars, so identified with the particulars that we forget, the ground of being that connects us all that is the source of life. So I wanted to share, since I wrote the singularity that we once were, I wanted to share a poem um, by Marie Howe called The Singularity. Do you sometimes want to wake up to the singularity we once were? So compact, nobody needed a bed or food or money, nobody hiding in the school bathroom or home alone, pulling open the drawer where the pills are kept. For every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. Remember, there was no nature, no them, no tests to determine if the elephant grieves her calf, or if the coral reef feels pain. 
trashed, trashed oceans don't speak English or Farsi or French. Would that we could wake up to what we were when we were ocean and before that to when sky was earth and animal was energy and rock was liquid and stars were space and space was not at all nothing before we came to believe humans were so important before this awful loneliness can molecules recall it what once was before anything happened no i no we no one no was no verb no noun only a tiny tiny dot brimming with is 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 all everything home when we open up to the darkness that great no no verb no noun that great verb of the that great no of the heart sutra no eyes no ears no nose no fear we can see that light and dark are always playing together that the pure potential energy really means pure possibility that from emptiness new visions emerge new dreams for humanity and life on this planet new hopes creativity resilience resourcefulness love compassion the spontaneity and freedom of life come from entering the darkness emptiness our true home and living from there we develop the capacity to in a way be in retreat be connected to that one source of life and also fully engaged with the particulars the particularities of this particular life this unique human life in touch with the deep peace of the dark and the creativity the spontaneity of its manifestations it's like in the identity of relative and absolute the right and left foot in walking the dance of our relative lives and our interconnected lives the play of light and shadow so that was a lot of words and i'm curious what is your experience what have you learned from the times that you've proceeded to walk not knowing where exactly you were going walking in the dark what depths are you wading through right now? How are you living this one 
wild and precious life.